0: you're listening to the e2c network podcast by auburn fans for auburn fans brought to you by the auburn uniform database visit them at auburnuniforms.com war eagle auburn fans welcome to inside the jungle your source for auburn men's basketball analysis and discussion my name is Kyle Loomis, editor and director of the E2C Network, coming back to discuss, sadly this time, an Auburn men's basketball loss to the Ole Miss Rebels, Land Sharks, whatever you want to call them, Admiral Akbar's. the Tigers fall to the Rebels, 82-67 to 67 on the road in Oxford, Mississippi. Dropping their record to 11 and 3 on the air and an 0 and 1 start in the SEC. There are a lot of frustrating things to talk about, feelings to get out in this game, and to do that with me, I brought along my co-host, friend, owner, operator of the Auburn Uniform Database, Mr. Clint Richardson. Clint, I'm pissed.
1: I feel dead inside.
0: <laughs> um, I lo- left all feelings that I had downstairs in my living room. Uh, watching that monstrosity of a game. Here's the thing, folks. I try real hard to push not only myself, but our network as the positivity-based network, but that's not going to be the case tonight. I'm upset. This is awful. I am utterly disgusted with the performance this team put on tonight, and I don't think there's too many people out there that disagree with this opinion. Um, so, Clint, you actually might have to be the positive one tonight, if that you can believe that.
1: What is this positive positivity that you speak of?
0: You know, it's when you choose to look at the sunshine and rainbows as opposed to, you know, the, maybe the reality of what you're looking at is actually a turd, but... <laughs> oh, that. Yeah, no, I can't do that. <laughs> anyway, we're going to try to look <laughs> into some of the stats, understand what happens tonight in this game. Um, and let's just set the stage right here because I think you have to have some context for this. To understand maybe why some of the struggles there were for Auburn tonight in Oxford. This is a nine-week layoff. Nine-week. It felt like a nine-day layoff for the Tigers. That means way back in 2018 was the last time we played the game. Believe it or not. So... Quite unusual in the scheduling breakdown for the SEC this year where Auburn doesn't play a game earlier than that. And I think that played a heavy role into why you saw the Tigers uh, perform so poorly during this game, Clint. At least I know, I could probably say I would perform not as well as I've been up to par in non-conference play.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. And, you know, the game started pretty slow for Auburn. There were multiple just... Ball handling turnovers and, and, and Jared Harper got the Bryce Brown butter hands and butter fingers <laughs> syndrome. And, you know, you can't, you just can't walk a ball out of bounds. You can't step on the baseline. You can't just watch an opponent grab a rebound. And it, it definitely felt that Auburn had been stuck in practice speed or pickup speed at, you know, at that. And, SEC game speed with a target on your back is entirely different than anything Auburn has seen this season and and it's going to take a little bit of adjusting for Auburn to get back to that and to you know you've you've got to slow the game down mentally and Auburn was was struggling with that entirely
0: so here's the reality of this not just for the Auburn team but for us as fans And I want to give credit, always where credit is due. Ole Miss just flat out beat us tonight. And much in a similar way that a certain football team beat another football team very recently. But we're not going to talk about that on the basketball show. You didn't even watch the game. You know, but I wake up to some amazing things uh, on some mornings. And... uh, Move on. (laughs) So um anyway yes they they just flat out beat us in this game beat us in all facets uh we haven't even looked at some of the stats yet but i'm going to be surprised if we even won one of those categories uh when we kind of look into those in just a second here um but credit goes to them um they came with their stadium rocking their fans showed up some of their students showed up the ones that weren't students filled in the student section they came ready to pull off an upset and they did um so All credit goes to them. Um, and the story just continues, Clint, that Auburn and Ole Miss continues to be a great series, whether it's for bad reasons or just that it becomes a great game. You know, we're, we're
1: getting up towards the anniversary of the Marshall Henderson episode. So I think, I think that incident alone has marred this, not marred but placed a curse over this rivalry. And, um, Auburn just gosh, it seems like Ole Miss has Auburn's number and the pavilion has not been very kind to Auburn, even though it should, as it's beautiful arena. It's actually designed after the Auburn Arena. And, you know, it's been such a good home court advantage for Ole Miss. And uh, you know, I thought I thought Auburn would be able to to kind of run away with this series with Andy Kennedy gone, first year head coach at the Rebels, and, and it just it didn't work tonight. Ole Miss came out with an amazing defensive plan, and then they've got one of their top players just shooting lights out, and Auburn had no chance from the beginning.
0: I don't think Auburn was prepared for them to play the type of defense that they showed in this game. Uh, they were in their face the entire time at the three-point line. Uh, But you saw what Auburn's done a lot during the latter part of non-conference play. They started committing more to trying to get the ball inside, but albeit this game, very sloppily, which is one of the reasons I think that it ultimately ended in their demise tonight. Um, I normally ask you the question, Clint, is this a complete game? And we know the answer is no, but I would still need you to give me, what is your one reason why this is not a complete game for Auburn? Well, there's many reasons why, but, but you got to give me I like the that... one big
1: one. <clears throat> it's it's really just hustle and effort. I, I haven't seen an Auburn team lack either of those two things in a very long time. As much as they did tonight, um, you know I mentioned it earlier, literally watching the opponent grab rebounds. Um, Auburn was just standing around. Any time a shot went up, not rarely crashing the boards. Maybe it was Malik or Chuma. One guy crashing the board to four gray shirts. And I don't even recall who it was. I think it was actually Austin, or it was Malik, who grabbed a rebound under the Ole Miss basket and either stepped on the baseline or just let the ball roll out of his hands. Uh, He saw really bad passes and terrible shots. This was all... Can, this all can be traced back to just the effort and the hustle that Auburn lacked this game. I don't think either of those two things would put Auburn in the win, but it's not going to be you know, a blowout like it turned out to be. I mean, Auburn kept it close, close er for most of the game, but just it really felt like Auburn wasn't in the game, and it was an effort issue to me.
0: Well, what I told you off-air with the magic number tonight was seven, it seemed like. They always kept the lead of of around seven the entire night. Now Auburn would have their runs where they even got it down to one point or two points, and basically getting it within a single possession, and then they would just come back and hit Auburn in the mouth and get back up to that seven point mark. And it just was the we we've kind of seen that scenario playing out with the other two losses, the Duke loss, where it's Duke, you know, they've got Zion Williamson, you expect them to kind of do that to you. NC State, I think, was a a bit of a shock for us at the time, but now as we've watched them more, they are a pretty good team as well. Um, Ole Miss, to their credit, is not a bad team. I, w- I would consider them the upper half of um, the SEC right now. I'd love to see a bigger body of work before I make a higher judgment on them than that. There's already some people rushing to say just because they beat number 11 Auburn that they are in the upper echelon of SEC teams, meaning Auburn, Tennessee, and Kentucky right now. Uh, but let's let's not rush to judgment too quick on them. Either way, we'll see how the season plays out here. My thing when I think about what the big thing that was the issue for the Tigers, and I, I think it was overconfidence and thus resulting in getting back to some old bad habits of living and dying by three. And it was, the last five minutes, Clint, were just awful to watch because they're, it's not just about effort. It's about actually making a smart decision with how to get back into the game. And I didn't see any of that.
1: I think you can sum up Auburn's struggles in this game with one stat. Bryce Brown shot 19 three-pointers.
0: Yeah, that's a pretty good indication made, there.
1: He made 7 of 19 and was 8 of 24 overall. That, I mean, Jared Harper was 2 of 9 three-pointers, and Bryce shot 10 more threes than he did. I can't imagine any reason... Why you should put up 19 three-pointers. And yeah, the end of the game, you know, desperation points and just poor ball movement on Auburn's offense, but 19 is absurd. And Ole Miss's leading scorer, um, Terrence Davis, finished with 27 points, and he was 9 of 15 overall. <laughs> he was 4 of 9 three-point shots. And like I just my eyes just gravitated to that stat and I can't I can't escape it. Like it's just a terrifying number to see 24 shots and 19 of them from beyond the arc.
0: I think that's a great point, Clint. I mean, it goes back to what we're saying, living and dying by the three. They made Bryce uh, their, you know, horse that they were riding into the end of this game and continue to just stay on that and not deviate for that, at least for the last couple of minutes there. Uh, it was very disappointing to watch because in the NC State lost and the Duke loss, we saw the effort there. We saw the drive, the, the willingness to make smart plays, and the other team just flat out beat us. And granted, again, I want to continue to say this, Ole Miss beat us. But this one was self-inflicted stuff from Auburn. So I know it's painful to do so, Clint, but let's look a little bit further into some team stats here. Auburn field goal percentage, 33%. Three-point land, 36%. <sighs> Man, this one hurts. 53% from the free throw line. Clint, if I've said it once, I've said it twice. Free throws win championships. There were moments in this game, if Auburn had just made a string of free throws, they the whole feel of the game would have changed. They were on the cusp of getting the momentum completely switched back to their side, especially when they were playing great defense. And because they couldn't knock down some simple free throws, they ended up getting even further in a hole back to that magic number seven. I'm going to talk about it until I'm blue in the face. Free throws are the most important thing this team needs to get right right now.
1: Now, I agree with you entirely. And again, if you look at the stats, Auburn was 9 of 17 from the cherry strike. Ole Miss was twenty-seven of thirty-seven. And Auburn really struggled to draw fouls and draw shooting fouls at that. The the officials were calling fouls, especially in that second half. And Auburn was struggling so much to get into the paint, get the ball to the post player, and just go up strong and, and call and draw a foul. And that's what Ole Miss did so well tonight and I think a lot of the fouls especially late in the game were just unnecessary there was no reason for Samir Dowdy to foul a guy in the Auburn paint and it's just there's nobody else around for 15 feet and it you know it goes back to effort but this game just showed how out of it mentally Auburn really was and you know, there, there there hasn't really been a whole lot of quit in Bruce Pearl teams, but I think this is probably the most quit we've seen since he's come to Auburn. And not saying that this team quit on the game, but this is, you know, they, they kind of laid over at some point, and, mm. and that's something we haven't really seen a whole lot.
0: And I think the way the game ended with not Ole Miss running out the clock, Jared Harper just dribbling it down and Bruce Pearl telling him just to run the clock out. I think that showed that Bruce Pearl knew his team just had their, their hindquarters handed them tonight, tonight by themselves and by the Ole Miss team here. I, the thing that's frustrating about the free throws to me, Clint, is in some other areas that I think go along with that are the keys to winning a game. Turnovers. We technically won the turnover battle, believe it or not, 17 for Ole Miss, 16 for Auburn because we went on that stretch where we were just tur- making them turn over like lightning. And we were in the bonus, and they were not. Had we made more than 50% from the free throw line, we'd be in the, the game. I'll take that one even further. We out-rebounded them offensively during that stretch as well. We're just dominant. It looked like Auburn of old was coming back. And then we got lackadaisical, made some stupid fouls. And then they, there they go, back up by seven again. So those three things right there, free throws, and, and if they had connected with offensive rebounding and the turnovers had been a little bit better, I think Auburn, as bad as they shot in this game, would have won the game here. Um, individually, you've already said it, Bryce Brown, 23 points is our top score After that, off the bench, Malik Dunbar with 11 points. I mean, someone else has to find a way to have some production, whether it's off the bench or one of these stars, because we cannot rely on Bryce Brown for the rest of the season
1: no and and you saw it on the broadcast as seth greenberg was talking about uh chuma especially how he you know at, at auburn's pro day he asked Chuma, how do you see yourself and he said i'm okay and that's not where greenberg wanted to see chuma he wants to see him as somebody who looks at himself as he can take over a game and dominate and you know, I, I don't know Chuma, I'm not in that locker room, but Chuma always has come across as a very quiet, humble, and probably a shy guy who doesn't really seem to like the limelight and the attention, but it would be nice to see Chuma come out of the shell and just take over a game. You know, when Chuma played well, this team played well, and and that's... That's encouraging. I think Chuma can be that spark. You know, we've talked about Horace and Malik being the the catalyst and the, the encouraging light in this team. But I think Chuma is the one that's going to be able to carry the team. Again, Horace isn't going to be one to light up the stat sheet. Malik has that potential, but he's not going to do it every night. I think uh, Chuma Okiki could be that guy, too. Slowly grow into, you know, kind of what Mustafa was last year, where he might not have the best game ever, but he's going to get you 10 points. He's going to get you four blots. He's going to get you six rebounds. And, and I think that's really what Schuma needs. And, you know, you've also seen him really struggle with some stupid fouls. There was that one breakaway, uh, fast break that Ole Miss had, and Chuma was clearly beat. And then just reaches over and fouls the guy and he ends up making it. So now you've got an and one opportunity that wasn't necessary. So I'd love to see Chuma come out of the shell, be more assertive and aggressive, but also play smarter and get rid of those kind of fouls. Cause those, when you get a Auburn team in foul trouble and Chuma had three fouls, two Auburn players fouled out tonight. And that's, that's going to be something to, to hurt Auburn in a future game, just as free throws have already.
0: I don't want to pile on to Chuma Okiki, but at the same time, I have to agree with you and Seth Greenberg for that matter, because you're a hundred percent, you guys are hundred percent correct. Chuma Okiki, I think is the piece that is missing in why Auburn's offense, which started so hot to begin the season has now slowly, but surely been just kind of falling off and, you know Bryce Brown and Jared Harper are, are normally going to be the ones scoring most of the points, but they've got to have another starter getting almost consistently double digits as well, at least at least ten points and at least some better stats than what we're looking at here. For Chuma, five points in the night, one for three from three-point land, zero for three from the free throw line. That's where he gets my big marks off. Four rebounds, three assists three personal fouls, and four turnovers. Now, he has the most turnovers out of anybody. And I'm not saying anything that Chuma himself doesn't know and understand. He's in a funk right now. I get it. We all go through this. Bryce Brown's gone through those times where he's just not on. I have full confidence he'll be back. I'm just stating the obvious at this point with you guys and agreeing that Chimo Kiki, I think, is the piece missing right now. Once he gets going again, this rest of this team will start flowing because the energy guys are there. The point scorers are there. The defense, the big guys are there. We have the pieces. We're just missing a few. Everything's a little just off right now. And thankfully, we have a long season left to potentially get this righted back here. And uh, if I might, since I've been shot, you know, jumping on Chuma's case here, I, I, I got to call out Anthony Macklemore, too. Um, I've been very disappointed with the way his season started. I know he's still, you know, recovering from the injury thing. But even with 13 minutes, I know it's a small amount, just nothing to show for it really except for a foul out. And I'd love yeah. to see Anthony get back to some semblance of the Anthony of old.
1: Yeah, and you, if you really watch Anthony, you'll see just how much he's struggling. And and I really want to say that it's just the result of the injury and he's still playing a little timid, doesn't really want to push it too much. But Anthony last year, did, did he break – the freshman block record, or was he was on pace to do it or something.
0: He was on pace to do it, I believe, but never did. And this year,
1: I mean, that that track has to be incredibly low. And instead of going for the block and risking a foul, Anthony is now attempting to take a charge and risking a made basket. And there was one shot tonight that it was clear as day. The Ole Miss player was driving into the paint. Anthony was clearly outside of the restricted circle and he's setting up for a charge. <laughs> and by the time he got, he realized it wasn't going to be a charge opportunity. The rebel had gone straight up and probably around him, actually. His hand was already way too late to even think about blocking that shot. And and that's really been an issue this year. He's been like that all season. And and I, I really want to think that it's just a mentality thing at this point in that you know, he's still not trusting his ankle yet.
0: Yeah, and I, I understand that, you know, having had several ankle injuries. Not to that extent, but I can understand that the timidness and, and, and trying to get back to form here. I just didn't expect him to struggle as much as he had, much less the whole team. Uh, but what better remedy to get out of a funk than to come back home against an arch-rival and hopefully an arch-rival team that doesn't maybe look as good as they normally have. They don't have a Yante Mayton this year. So Georgia coming to Auburn Arena this Saturday, 4 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN2. They're coming in with a record of 9-5 on the year. Um, I would say, Clint, I felt – I'm checking myself here. I was about to say I feel confident about this game, but after – the old Miss loss here, I'm not feeling confident at all based on how we're performing. Uh, but if you have reason to be hopeful, it's because we're coming back home to the fans, to the students in Auburn Arena.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's there's nothing quite like home, and there's nothing quite like the, the Auburn Arena in the jungle. And, you know, this this Georgia team is, is an interesting one. They've played a pretty tough schedule. And, you know, I just based off of the stats and the names and the schedule, you might be easily getting a little overconfident. But then you see who that coach is, and I would never, ever underestimate Tom Crean.
0: No, I definitely wouldn't. Uh, I think that would be the uh, biggest mistake you could make here. Um, But I do agree with you that you look down this schedule right now and you see some of the struggles they have. I mean, their biggest glaring loss is to a Georgia State team by the score, of, it's not like they just lost the last second clip. They lost 91-67 to to Georgia State on their home court. They've also lost to Georgia Tech. That was on the road here and when they played here in Atlanta, and that was a pretty convincing win for them. So the University of Georgia can't even beat the rest of Georgia, it seems like. So you would think, hey, I feel a little confident that they can't even win their own state, that we might be able to beat them. But, you know, they go off and beat a Vanderbilt team, which, granted, is down a little bit right now, but it's still Vandy. Um, you know, they've that that's probably their most convincing win. They beat a Texas Southern team. I, I don't see a lot of reasons to fear them in the schedule. But, again, Tom Green, you know they're going to be well coached. I think the advantage definitely goes to Auburn being at home in Auburn Arena, being able to get their shot back down during, with all that excitement here. We need something like this to get the SEC schedule started off right because, let's be honest, it's not going to get any easier. No, it never will. The rest of these games that we have coming up are just insane. Uh, You know, you're looking at Kentucky uh, coming up. That's the big one. I I mean, that we're all kind of staring at hoping that Auburn's back to true form here. We definitely need to get off on the right foot here and hopefully get some of these players like Anthony Macklemore, Chumo back on the right foot not maybe having 20 points a game here but doing something that we're used to them doing and contributing in ways that we're more uh, accustomed to but what remains to be seen if that will happen in the game coming up we'll be back to break down all of that hopefully after a win over the georgia game before we get out of here clint let's give him our contact information you can find me on twitter at tigereye 24 where can they find you you can follow me on twitter at Clint AU24, and you can check out my
1: website, the Auburn Uniform Database, at AuburnUniforms.com.
0: And that's all we have for you in this edition of Inside the Jungle. But until we see you again, War Eagle. War Eagle.